Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about the shared office space and flex office space and why I think that's so important moving forward and coming out of this pandemic. Um, I do have experience working in the sector. I spent two years working at WeWork, where I opened up offices for them along the East Coast. It was during their hyper growth phase. So, you know, I saw a lot of what goes on inside these companies and 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 how it functions uh, internally, but also their purpose in different markets. And I think uh, that's where it's going to become very relevant and key, you know, not just in New York City, but these quote unquote secondary markets where uh, flex office space can offer these very dynamic and necessary solutions to uh, for excuse me, for companies and their office space needs. Um, I was reading a, a, a really interesting article um, and it was uh, James Hudari, who is the CEO of Industrious, uh, a shared office space company who said, you know, 10 years ago, and I'm not quoting directly, but 10 years ago, companies were using flexible office space as a swing space for, you know, employees who where the, the office space, you know, might be outgrowing itself and they needed a swing space for, you know, 10 to 20 employees just to, as a temporary hold while they figured out, you know, how to get more office space for them, permanent office space. And now we're seeing shared office space being offered as a structural solution for these companies. And, and that's why it's so important uh, that companies realize they have these solutions at hand because, What's going to happen now with with so much uncertainty, you know, not just for the large enterprise companies, but, you know, the medium sized companies who aren't sure what to do with their office space, but employees still want office space. You know, they want a place where they can go and function and, 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 and work in a quiet setting or, you know, have a conference room at their disposal, um, you know, or just have the amenities, you know, the, the coffee, the the whatever it may be, the, the the relaxing space, having these spaces where companies can include that within their overall portfolio it is very helpful. And that's what I wanted to speak on as far as the secondary markets. You know, the, the large markets include the, the New Yorks, the San Francisco's, the Los Angeles's. You know, those are large office space markets. But the secondary markets, you know, the places like uh, Nashville, or um, you know, even Boston, Philadelphia, Austin, where you know there, there's not as much office space solutions. These flexible shared office space um, companies offer a, an incredible resource in these markets. And, and you know, I had the uh, privilege of opening up um, WeWorks in Nashville, specifically Philadelphia, Boston. Uh, you know, and I saw what goes into them and I saw how companies use them. And, you know, there, there are certainly the large companies, the insurance companies, the financial companies, the tech companies who use these as satellite offices in some markets. But it's also the small businesses, you know, the um, small PR firms or technology companies. Uh, WeWork and, and Industrious and, and, you know, the convenes, the, the variety of them provide such a uh, necessary solution and beyond that not just from the 
user standpoint, but also from the landlord standpoint, you know, with, with all of this space sitting uh, vacant in, in so many offices, bringing in a co-working flex company to fill that space in and then offer these small uh, dynamic spaces for companies creates a, a, a in, influx of money, influx of, you know, revenue that uh, they otherwise weren't getting. And again, that's why it's, it's, it's becoming so much more important and why we're seeing it too in the secondary cities because they are still struggling with the same, you know, problems that we're seeing in the big cities in terms of, you know, office spaces or excuse me, buildings, uh, you know, not being filled. You know, this is a perfect piece to, that you can um, insert immediately and, and, and have as a solution permanently. You know, and, and then as these companies grow, it's likely that they'll try to stay in the building. And again, it can be used as an amenity within the building or a, uh, a selling tool to work out very well. And where I think that it's going to become very innovative and just better for the for the end user, you know, more of a easy solution for their for their whatever office space problems they're having is the collaborations that we're going to see with co-working companies and other companies. Uh, There's an article where WeWork partnered with uh, a furniture company called Feather, which allows people and companies to rent office furniture. And essentially what WeWork and Feather are doing is WeWork members can log into their portal, the WeWork portal, and once they reserve their office space with WeWork, uh, they go in and identify how many employees are going to be in that space, you know, whether it's 5, 10, 20, 50. And from there, they can start picking out furniture to put in that space through Feather. And this is an incredible example of the collaborations and creativity that these co-working companies can start embarking on to raise their value to their customers because what you're doing there is you're not necessarily moving your employees into a WeWork space. You're creating your own space with your own culture and your own design and your own feel. And you can even get employees involved in this process and make it feel like it's their own. And that really, again, breaks away from the mold that, you know, you're losing that company culture or uh, this, this isn't our space. This is a WeWork you can essentially now build that space out to make it feel like your own. And, and, and you know, that's, I think, really, really valuable and uh, offers that creative solution that, that wasn't happening before. And then beyond that, that's just one example. But what I also think is going to happen is, is co-working companies are also going to start partnering with co-living companies. I, I think Convene, as a matter of fact, is already doing that. Maybe it's industrious. But you're going to see co-living buildings where there's co-working spaces built right into those. And, you know, that that can stem into the hospitality arena with hotels. I believe Industrious is doing that. And like those type of collaborations, again, are going to make it easier for people to work, you know, outside of their homes. And also easier for companies to create spaces that are um, engaging for their employees because, that was one of the things, you know, when we were opening these WeWorks, there's so much that goes into it. I mean, we, we put in 
so much effort and and you know the entire project teams the procurement people the the designers the architects you know the av team um it was very dynamic because you know not only were we setting up those spaces for the you know one to two person offices but also you know the larger companies who had five to ten people or you know 20 people 50 people um even 100 person offices for for some companies we wanted to make that place feel like home for them feel like you know they were a part of this this experience the we work experience the member experience was so important at we work and, and we worked really hard to make it a a very welcoming culture where where people wanted to be and they wanted to come and they wanted to work together and get to know the other companies in their space so you know when we're doing things like um whether it's picking out furniture or you know I used to be responsible for installing the kegs, you know, where, where the beer used to come out, out of. That was quite the experience, and I never thought I'd be doing that professionally, but I, I've, I did that at a couple of WeWorks. Um, you know, even setting up the coffee and all of the electrical components that go into that and, you know, making sure that on day one we had coffee. That was one of the only things that we needed to make sure we have. It was make sure the desks and the chairs are in place, make sure the coffee's ready to serve and make sure they have internet. If you have those three things, it's pretty much a WeWork. Um, you know, cause often there was, there were a variety of delays. I mean, I'm not sure if you have seen the, uh, you know, documentaries and stories, it, it was definitely a trip. It was definitely a challenge, uh, but we did find ways to get it done. And we did our best to make sure that when people walked in there day one, they were satisfied with the product we were offering and, and we got creative sometimes, but we definitely found a way. Uh, and, and it was, again, very interesting to see how, how opening up a WeWork in different markets was an event, you know, in some areas. Uh, we opened up one in Philadelphia and it was a part of this entire like residential development. Um, and I believe it was Center City. Uh, and you know, there was a hotel opening up across the street with this combined with this beautiful residential building and new, you know, shops and markets all in the area. And WeWork was a part of it. I believe as a matter of fact, the mayor of Philadelphia came down to uh, do a ribbon cutting ceremony on day one. And, you know, that's the type of impact these shared office spaces have the ability to create in a community because, you know, you're bringing a community together there, essentially. And this is in Philadelphia, which is, you know, one of the larger cities in America. When you think about it in, you know, places like a Columbus, Ohio, or, uh, you know, in, in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, these are these are big deals when they come to these towns, because, again, what you're doing and where WeWork really got its start in all of these companies, for that matter, is you're allowing entrepreneurial entrepreneurs a place to create their business. You're giving them built-in conference rooms and, and, and you know, built-in spaces where you can bring clients and show them, you know, this is our space. This is what we're creating here. Here's our office. It can even be, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a one-person office. This is our office and we're proud of it. And, you know, we've built it out. And uh, I've seen it firsthand, the impact it can have. It is, it is pretty, you know, jarring and um, important to see. And, you know, Certainly people have their opinions on WeWork one way or the other, but what they did there and what they were able to create over the course of 10 years um, is remarkable. And now, 
coming out of the pandemic, we're seeing it being more important than ever. You know, what we work in industrious and convene and the any number of co-working spaces. That's another interesting concept. You know, there are co-working spaces that are reserved specifically for women entrepreneurs where they can come in and, you know, work together and, and leverage each other to build their businesses. There are co-working spaces that are designed specifically around wellness, um, you know, and making sure that you're in a space where it's comfortable and it's 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 uh, relaxing. Uh, you know, th th there's a variety of different co-working spaces out there and options that uh, that that people can have. Uh, Savils, um, our our friend Ali, we spoke about this when he was on, has a search engine for for co-working spaces called Work There, where companies can go in and choose and and figure out what works best for them. Like that's an incredible feature, and to see this industry grow over time and, and uh, you know, innovate and, and revolutionize themselves a little bit now coming out of the building is, 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 is really, really fun to watch. And I, and I do think, you know, the future of co-working is going to be incredibly important because what it does offer, you know, most importantly, is a space where you can go and get your work done outside of your home and sometimes these spaces are in your own neighborhood it's a short walk away and to have that at your you know disposal it's like walking into a coffee shop except it's an office and um you know in that office you're you're getting your own essentially like office manager there who's going to make sure you have pens and printers and you know whatever else you need and they those are people who really are going to want to help you and, and help your business grow because by them seeing your business grow that's their greatest reward. You know, all of the community people I worked with at WeWork worked so incredibly hard, you know, to make sure that these members were happy and satisfied with their experience. And when they were having issues, you know, they would go above and beyond to solve those. And it was, you know, I was really, really lucky to be a part of it for that couple of years. You know, it's certainly, um, certainly was stressful. Uh, you know, it was, it was definitely something new to me uh, in terms of just, the chaotic nature of it all and the uh, reactionary processes that they had instead of proactive processes. Um, but it taught me a lot, you know, as far as how furniture procurement works and going through that process and dealing with lead times and delays and, and, and finding alternate solutions and, and also the design process. The designers and architects at WeWork were incredibly talented individuals uh, who, who worked very hard to, you know, make these spaces look great. And even like, I mean, the neon installations we used to put up and plants and artwork, all of that stuff, you know, was a part of my role in, in procuring that and, you know, making sure that it got to our warehouse and then it was installed correctly um, was was incredibly valuable experience. But even seeing how we had to go through, you know, a variety of different um approvals, you know, by the town and the city and, and, and things of that nature in order to, you know, get the space up and running. It was a challenge and, um, you know, but it was it was a ton of fun. And uh, I, I think if, if people and companies especially really start to utilize that, they'll see that coming out of, uh, you know, the pandemic, it can be used as, like Jamie said, from ind Industrious, a structural uh, s solution for their needs and then they can grow from there because uh, that's what I saw at Indeed too. When I was at Indeed, we would use WeWorks and uh, Regis spaces 
as essentially like soil for the plant that we were trying to create. We would see at Indeed that, oh, wow, there's a lot of people searching for jobs in these markets, specifically international. You know, we're seeing that, you know, Spain, there's a lot of movement here. A lot of people are, are going on and, and, and using Indeed to, to search for jobs. Maybe we should put an office there. Let's start it at a WeWork or a Regis and let's see how it grows. We'll put a couple salespeople there. We'll put a couple of client services people there. And then if it grows over time, if we see that growth, then we can build out the office space and, you know, start to really hire and create jobs. And, you know, that was a, a perfect example of the power of, of co-working. And, and, you know, again, coming out of this, the, the, the people and companies who innovate the most and look for those creative solutions, I think are going to have the most success. Um, and that's what I'm really excited about. And, you know, at the advanced group, especially, you know, this is where we can really excel. We have an entire hospitality division of talented people who, who really do a fantastic job. And, you know, our, our warehouse solutions where specifically for a co-working um, company, you know, what we can do is we can set up a program where we have this amount of desks, this amount of chairs, this amount of file cabinets in our warehouse at all time. And if it gets to a minimum point, let's say 100 for a round number, we know at that point it's time to re-up that to, let's say, 1,000 again just to keep it round. And that helps create such um, an easy functioning process when you're especially growing at a fast rate like WeWork was to immediately get these desks in there, immediately get these you know chairs, file cabinets in there, and then all of the furniture that's ordered in between you know, we can provide, again, not just the logistical resources, but also the furniture solutions, you know, whether you need something quickly, you know, there's a delay with a sofa that we need. What do we have that we can put in place? I've done that firsthand. I've been in that situation where we need to scramble rather than going out and buying a whole new sofa, which is going to, you know, make you lose profit on this project. We have sofas available that we can get out of our warehouse or, or, you know, work with one of our furniture partners with and get that to your site quickly. You know, the same goes with phone booths, which are so prominent and prevalent now. You know, we can build those quickly and warehouse them easily for you. You know, again, because I've done that firsthand. And I think, you know, that's what I'm most excited about is not just doing that in the New York market, but, but nationally and globally and helping these companies really maximize their logistical processes throughout the office opening process, you know, is how tight can we make that? You know, how, how easily, how much time, money, and headaches can we save by working with the advanced group and Jack? You know, that's, um, that's really what I'm excited to perform uh, and, and show people, you know, what I can do. Because, again, I've done it firsthand. I did it for two years internally. And then, you know, I've been in, on the vendor side now for almost five years, um, you know, doing this. And I, and I know how both sides operate better than most. Um, I know what it's like to work internally and being those project meetings. And I know what it's like, you know, to, to communicate with, with warehouse staff and project managers, installers and movers and, and, and making sure we have the proper manpower and, uh, you know, making sure we're kind of thinking about the things that, either side may not be seeing, you know, I'm, I'm there to bridge that gap. And that's what I can do uh, very, very well. 
and 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 that's what I'm aiming to do. And we do do it, you know, for some clients already. But I, I'm really looking to grow that because, as I was mentioning at the beginning of this episode, there's so much potential in this uh, arena. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I kind of had to see it from a from a negative vantage point of like you know, man, we're really wasting a lot of money here and we're wasting a lot of time here. You know, we got to tighten this up. You know, I learned a lot from that. And I think through that education, I got it. We work, you know, I can come and, and, and provide a lot of knowledge as far as, you know, what to do, what not to do, because we work did do a lot of things smart too. You know, they were manufacturing all of their own desks and chairs and, and, and file cabinets. And by doing that, save themselves tons of money. Um, so, you know, but, you know, what else were they doing that, that could have been better? That's where I can come in and offer that consultative um, opinion and uh, knowledge that, that can help, you know, especially the small uh, co-working companies really grow and refine and, um, you know, make sure that process as far as the office opening furniture installation process is done you know, on budget and even saving money on budget and, and finding ways that, that we can, again, refine what we're doing and, and, you know, really make sure it's a well-oiled machine. That's what I love to do. It's, it's my favorite thing is, is learning, you know, what your problems are as a company, logistically speaking, and, and, and bringing those solutions. I, I think I do that very well compared to my, you know, competitors and peers and the advanced group as a whole you know, offers that entire litany of solutions. So you're not dealing with multiple vendors, you know, the, the furniture installers, the IT team doing all the low, low voltage install for the conference rooms, um, you know, and the warehousing solutions uh, and delivery solutions, all of that's happening, you know, under one roof. And that's again, so valuable from a time standpoint, because you, you, it's all getting done in house. You're not, you're not communicating with multiple vendors and having those vendors communicate amongst yourselves. These are, you know, project proven teams who, who can work together and get it done together. So, you know, that's uh, that's where I'm really interested to see the um, industry go and, and the advanced, gro- advanced group go um, and really sky's the limit. It, it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, coming out of this. And uh, one of the things I, I don't I don't have the article in front of me, but I just saw a uh, Wall Street article that we are seeing the most people in the office since the pandemic started. I believe we're at like 36% and um, it's climbed, you know, essentially every month since uh, August, um, which is really good, you know, especially heading into the new year. I think we're going to see a big push um, as we close out this year and then coming into 2021, not necessarily that people are going to be in the office, you know, I don't want to say full-time. I don't think anyone's going back full-time, but, you know, three days a week or, or, or four days a week because the winter month months kind of isolate people. But I think come March next year, you're going to see things not be 100% back to normal again. You know, I don't think we're ever going back to the normal that we experienced, but a lot more foot traffic, a lot more people at work because, you know, just by our nature, our human nature, we can't be sedentary. Like we can't just sit in the same place and, and, you know, be redundant in our process every single day. We have to get up. We have to get out. We have to interact with each other in person. It's just part of our nature. We cannot do continue to isolate ourselves and, 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 you know, work inside. And, you know, it'll take some getting used to again, the same way that working from home took some getting used to when this all started. But, uh, you know, I think again, 
having those arenas like co-working spaces, flexible office spaces, where there's going to be other people and other companies in the same position as you is going to really help people get back to work and, and feel comfortable with working again and, and share experiences together. That'll, um, that'll bring us back out of this and, uh, you know, moving forward to uh, future prosperity. So, uh, you know, again, I, I thank everybody for joining me on another episode of moving into the future. This is a ton of fun. I love it. Anthony, my producer, does a great job. All the guests who've come on so far um, have all been great and, and we're looking for continued growth. You know, I really do push myself with this and, and I want to do the best I can. So thank you again for listening and looking forward to uh, the next episode. Talk soon. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast at theadvancedgrp.com. That's theadvancedgrp.com.